I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And I am the new voice that makes you moist, Ben. <laughs> yes! Oh, shit! Marcus has been usurped. That's right. Usurption has happened. We got a new boy in, the, in his place. The That's gauntlet amazing. has been thrown and down. To slap Marcus in the face even harder, <laughs> we are starting a series where we're going to talk about anime. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because yep. this isn't, you're not listening to the Illinials right now. You're listening to the Evangelinials <laughs> podcast. Roll, rolls off tongue. Because <laughs> we're talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes. A show that we ha- all have a different level of connection to. In that, Smith, you watched it a long time ago. Yes. When it was, you know, just, it was, wasn't new, obviously, but you watched it you know, once it came to America and everyone's like, hey, this is cool. I watched it when I was a little bit older. Ben had never seen it. And this is the so this is kind of the crux of this, is we're showing one of the most interesting pieces of media to a person who's never seen it before. So before we talk about anything about the show, I just want to know, Ben, did you have any... Any level of knowledge about the show before you went in? Did you know anything? About I knew it, it existed. Uh, I remember back okay. in the day, I had like this whole magazine that came out around the time of the 1998 American Godzilla movie, which basically just had like movie news, behind the scenes stuff, and in it was an advertisement for Neon Genesis Evangelion. So I remember seeing like that purple, that purple mech suit, and just never really putting two and two together. Unlike the possible connections between these two things until later I found out what it was about, but I just never really brought myself to see it because I'm just not really a big anime dude, which is weird because I love kaiju movies so much. It's just that I've always stuck with like, I'll watch the, I'll, I'll go to the theater to watch the new Dragon Ball super movie whenever it comes out. But you know, other than that, I'm just very, I'm just new, just a noob when it comes to anime. So going into this, seeing like a quintessential piece of anime history, like almost 25 years late, uh, it's uh, it's an interesting experience so far. Yeah, that's that's I agree. So before once again, if we start talking, what are you watching? Are you you're watching on Netflix? I assume. Yes, and I've come to find out that when it was dropped on Netflix, they did a whole new dub. They did a whole new English yes. dub. So I'm not watching the original English dub. I'm watching the Netflix dub. Because apparently okay. there's no legal way to get a hold of the copies with the original English dub unless you're torn it or you have the old DVDs or whatever. But I didn't really notice, honestly. Yes. I'm also watching it with the new... Because I, I recently... Last year I watched it on Netflix in Japanese with the subs. So this year I'm trying it with the Netflix dub to see if I find any stark differences. How about you, Smith? On your rewatch, what are you doing? I'm going to rewatch it in stages. I'm going to do English dub to begin with. Next episodes, I'll watch Japanese subs. Wow. So you're just you're just going to really oscillate yourself. That's I've cool. watched a show so many times in the past. I've yeah. watched it dubbed and subbed over and over again. So I figured, why not fucking mix it up a little bit? Nice. I will say this. This is probably the only anime that Robin Williams has ever recorded saying the full title of in a movie. <laughs> so give it that award. Mm. Which movie was this in? One Hour Photo. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. That is well, interesting. I think he pronounces it Neon Genesis Evangelion, I think. Close enough. I'd look it up. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a pass. It's okay. Um. So, yeah. Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's from... What year did it originally air? 1995? 
I want to say seven, but you're probably seven, right. Somewhere in there. Mid-90s. Um, it was, it's considered to be a, a very influential piece, um, anime media, and um, I think the best... August 97. Hey, folks. Little editor note here. Neon Genesis Evangelion actually came out in 1995. Google fucking lied to me. So I apologize, and it will not happen again. Back to the show. The best way to talk about... The best way to intro talking about the show is to talk about that motherfucking intro. Mm-hmm. Which, dollars to donuts, is the best anime intro I've ever seen. I've seen quite a few. Even the animes I haven't watched, I've watched their intros. And I think this one... Become le- become a legend, young boy. I know that's a translation, but man, is it a hard ass lie! Mm-hmm. I, for, yeah, it starts off strong. Yeah, it starts off strong. For me, it's a close number two. I think Cowboy Bebop still has that number one spot. Cowboy Bebop is a a big a big contender. What I love so much about this one is it's it's almost a bad intro, and in then it kind of spoils some of the great stuff about the show when it because eventually you know the fir- first ten seconds or so you're just like oh okay it's a, an anime some giant robots and then when the song when the song comes around for it, it's like I don't know in musical terms what it's called but they they just come back at you you start seeing all the stuff about angels and you start seeing blood you're like wait what's happening and then there's this great moment where like you think the intro's over, like they kind of hit like a da 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 and you're like, okay, it's over, but then they're like, no, and they slap you again and come back and do the whole song. It's just, become legend, young boy. It is so amazing to me, um, and I've always, and I, I will never skip the intro. It's like up there with like Succession, and it shows I'll never skip the intro, no matter what you do to me. I don't care if I'm trying to watch it as fast as possible. I'm watching that intro, so I love it. What's the name of the song? Smith, you know this. Cruel Angel's Thesis. A Cruel Angel's Thesis. Also, hard-ass name for a song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's legendary in terms of just being a song a, a song and an OP that sort of like set the tone and define everything. And I think some of these spoilers you're talking about are like so bizarre because you yeah, never even know what you're looking at when you first see it, you know? Because a lot of the lore for this show, I should go ahead and say, is absolute nonsense. Just shit that Anno made up and didn't give a fuck about. He uses yes. a lot of Christian imagery just because he was like, this is weird. Let's do this. <laughs> and people try to parse it forever and he's just kind of like, eh, just kind of put it down. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this episode... We have watched the first three episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion to talk about. I think, I didn't even really choose them. I kind of chose the number arbitrarily, but it kind of works out because you meet, you you learn the kind of meat of the beginning of the show and you meet most of the main characters. There's still, I think there's still one huge character we haven't gotten to in the first three episodes. Um, there's at least two. There are, Okay, there are two. No, there's at least three, actually. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. There's one... That I consider being more prevalent. It's the biggest one of the other three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we haven't, in the first episodes, we haven't met them. We do get uh, a general idea of the show. Also, incredibly um, economic use of screen time. Mm. I mean, how long before we, how much exposition is in this show? 45 seconds before they're like in the car jumping into the facility? There's basically no exposition at all. It's like uh, ruined fucking city, giant monster. And then you're like, oh shit, okay, we're, we're in it. We're going for it. And I think that you don't get the information for what the backstory is episode three, right? That's when they first tell you what happened to the world, why it's all fucked up, is episode yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, very economical, very gets you in fast. Uh, I do love how this show just starts off, by the way, with probably the most well-animated anime like pilot of all goddamn time. Yeah. There is so much money on the fucking screen in this thing. And that's one thing I love is that it, it's so admirable that they put a lot of budget into the big fights, which is what a lot of people want to see in the show. And it's, it's so funny to me watch when they cut corners in the rest of the show. Like they'll do, they'll do so many scenes where like you're seeing a weird angle of a room and the people are talking, so they don't have to animate that part of the room yeah. or they do. They do so many moments of silence, Like two characters will be talking and then just completely stand still for like five straight seconds and then talk again, mm-hmm. just so they can stretch out those animations as much as they need. And once again, I'm not trying, I'm not saying it's like, Oh, this is horrible quality animation. It's just really funny to see those moments and see like this is kind of the decision you have to make when you're making anime of like, 
oh, if I'm going to make this big fight, I'm going to have to make these characters just kind of sit still for a bit. Yeah, but then there are some moments when that does happen. Like, they, they still go at it from a uh, from from a, a great perspective. Like, it's still artistically... Like, the composition of the shot is still artistically brilliant. But yeah. you can still tell, yeah, they're cutting corners, but at least it looks good. Yeah. I, I love um, humanity. I guess this is Japanese on this too. Humanity's obsession with VTOL uh, like fighter craft. We just really want to make a fucking airplane or a helicopter that sits in the air and shoots at things. The Osprey is the one that we have here in America. It's, it's probably killed more Marines than the Japanese did at Iwo Jima. Yeah. But we have, keep making these goddamn things. And I don't understand what the obsession is with these fucking pieces of, of aircraft. Yeah. Also, the whole opening is great with all those fucking missiles and bombs. And shit yeah. getting sh- and the it, part where the angel catches the missile. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it opens up a lot like the scenes that we get in every Godzilla movie, Ben. Yeah. Where it's like, the, they're trying to fight this thing with fire, and it's just like, fuck you. Yeah. This doesn't do anything to me. I'm going to catch this missile. I'm going to knock these things over. Mm-hmm. And I was, when I first, because I always kind of forget how the show opens. I'm just like, Ben's going to, he's going to connect with this. He's yeah. seen this scene before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Yes, yeah, right within the first five minutes, I'm already seeing things that I recognize, and I'm also seeing things where it's like, okay, this probably influenced something that came later. Like, there, there's a couple yeah. of moments in the first two episodes where I'm like, I saw moments of these in Godzilla movies that came out after this. That kind of yeah. remind me of this. So I'm starting to see where everything is coming from and how influential this uh, this anime truly is. Yeah. Um, By the way, uh, when when they say that in the uh, angel says on into mine, do y'all know what into means? No. Into stands for uh, non nuclear. It's actually it's the, they invented bombs. They're as good as nuclear weapons, but they don't have any radiation or fallout associated with them. So that's, mm. that's what into stands for. N squared, basically. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Just, I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all the deep lore occasionally. Yeah. From I didn't even remember that being said. So that's <laughs> that's cool. It's very important. Japan does not like new weapons at all mm. for, I think, some kind of obvious reason. And so yeah. they uh, they don't include them in things. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, Ben, how are you? F- first episode, when they get into Nerve and all that, and you're starting to learn, you start to see how scared Shinji is of his, his dad and everything. How are you feeling? How What what are you, what are you like, what's going on in your head during the, the, the first, like, 15 or minutes or so? Well, before uh, before all of this... Like in all of these, and uh, all of these video essays that I've watched related to Shin Godzilla, they delve into uh, uh, what's the dude's name again? Ano. Yeah, they delve into Ano and like his past work and how just uh, his how he deals, how he basically channeled it in his uh, like father issues and just bouts with depression into his work. So I kind I already have seen like a behind the scenes take on this. So I'm already starting to see those themes develop. You know, uh, Shinji having to deal with uh, an estranged father who seems to only need him as a means to an end instead of actually, you know, wanting to like. It, it's been like three. They say it's been like three years since they've actually seen each other. I believe. Yeah. And the first time he talks to him is like, "Hey, come here and pilot this big robot, please." Yeah. Where it's like, and I'm sure that's hard for him, especially like in future episodes where. You see, uh, what's his father's name? I'm trying to remember. Gendo. Yeah, Gendo. Yeah, where you see Gendo like acting more like a father figure to a certain character than mm-hmm. he does to his own son. So I'm I'm starting I'm starting to get the gist of everything uh, as we as we go in. I wasn't fully prepared for how things were going to be handled, but I thought yeah. I thought I was uh, I thought I had a grip on things. And that's an interesting thread you just mentioned because as we as we mentioned, this is going to only cover the first three episodes. But Ben, you did a little bit of a watch ahead, and I gotta ask: Was it were, were you just trying to budget your time, or was it because you were enjoying the show that much? I really got into the show. I was really, I was really uh, hey, enjoying it. That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I, I was. Ever since you told us that in our private conversation, I was like, huh. I wonder, what, <laughs> wonder if Ben really got into this or not? And that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had all weekend off, so if I wanted to, I could have really just sat down and watched the whole thing. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, in the first episode, we mostly learn, hey, there's big monsters, and we're fighting them with big robots. Yep. This guy's scared of his dad, and now he's got to pilot one himself. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the first episode ends, right? It's just them being like, 
Yeah. Hey, you got to do this. And him being like, but I can't. Yeah. He's like, I can't. It's like, all right, bring, bring what's her name out. <laughs> bring in the unconscious dead girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With an eye patch and just her whole body. <laughs> <She's> falling apart. <laughs> yes. So, very well. I'll, 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 I'll get up. I'll, I'll get inside. And he sees that and like, I can't let them do this to her. All right. I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much that happens in that scene that Ben doesn't have the context for just yet. Like, yeah. the Ava moving its hand to protect them, mm-hmm. and everyone freaks out about that. Or the fact that they're called artificial humans, uh, Evangelions. Because here's the thing. Here's why you'll love it, Ben. This is not a giant robot show. Yep. This is a kaiju show. Yep. It's just the kaijus have people inside of them sometimes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those beautiful things about the show, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how how uh, we'll get, we'll get more into what the Evas really are later yeah. on mm-hmm. down the line, but yeah, it ends there with uh, Shinji committing himself to getting into the uh, into the robot. And so uh, I'm not sure if I'm skipping episodes here. Maybe I am. But one of my favorite moments in the all of Evangelion that I've seen so far is when you first see Katsuragi's apartment, and she's like, "It's a little messy." <laughs> Shinji's just like, "This is a little." <laughs> I think that's the okay, second so you're episode. episode two now. Yeah. 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 Which starts off with a segment. I took some notes here because I'm a yeah. fucking professional. <laughs> okay. Which starts off with, I got the shit kicked out of me. Yep. Which yes. is how this episode begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just like, oh, got, got beat up, which is hilarious. Because, mm-hmm. um, okay. Because- the brilliance of the episode, by the way, I just want to say is starts off with a fight scene. Shinji gets his ass kicked and then it is cut to afterwards. Yeah. And yep. you have no idea what the fuck happened or how he managed to win because he was pretty much going to die mm-hmm. when the end, when it cut. Yeah, it was looking bad. And so for the rest of the episode, you're kind of like, well, I know that they didn't completely fail, but like what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's running through the entire thing. Yeah. And I also really appreciate how they went, the, they went with the whole, he didn't master it the first time around this, this first time piloting this thing. He got in, he got his ass handed to him on a silver platter. At least so we think first off. And, uh, also after watching the scene, uh, when we, when we go back and talk more about what happens later, they did something kind of like this in the latest episode of Pokemon where Ash actually wins the, uh, where Ash actually wins like the champion, like the big championship. Yeah. Uh, they do something similar to that where like instead of Sin- Shinji, it's Pikachu. And it, it, we'll talk about it more when we get there, but they did something kind of similar with that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. That's cool. I do love how this is a running thing about the show. It'll show uh, Misato and uh, Ritsuko just off doing some random shit. Like yeah. here they're in like, ha- like hazmat suits. They're cleaning stuff up, up. And they're, they're overseeing. I'm like, I love how this show like does like show you like, oh, there's a whole world of shit mm-hmm. that goes into running this operation. Yeah. It's not just standing in control centers yelling at kids. Yeah. Um, but they do do quite a that quite a bit yes. of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and that that's he's he's so he's psychologically damaged, which he already was, mm-hmm. and so he has to go. He's like, oh, I'll just live alone. I can't live with my dad. Obviously, that would be too weird. I, they're like, it's tradition in their family to never <laughs> live with each other, no matter what. <laughs> so he's like, I'll live alone. And then Kazuki's like, no, come live with me. And her place is a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the most hilarious thing. And. There's this piece of music that plays when they first start up their little like routine where she's like drinking beer. It goes like da, 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 da. I'm just like this is the best piece of music to be used right here. I don't know why it's not like <laughs> something that happens over and over, mm-hmm. but it's just such a hilarious little bit. Mm-hmm. It just like well, it's because the tone just like yeah, whoa, yeah. flashes, yeah, ricochets off the wall <laughs> over to fucking comedy out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we get a hilarious uh, covering up a penis joke. The beer can gag. The, that, is that, so that was good. so hilarious. funny. <laughs> when she pulls the can away and there's another smaller can there that keeps covering it. Yeah. That was really good. Because I didn't see that coming when I first watched the show. I didn't think I was going to get that kind of humor, but it worked. Yeah. I, and also, around this time, I start noticing how horny these animators yeah. were. It got to, like, if I was a child and I was watching this for the first time, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like I was when I first watched Naruto for the first time. But yeah. but now I'm watching this stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ, come on, guys. Move along. Let's go. Yeah, I love 
There's a couple of really good moments. One is actually the first time you're in the car with uh, Katsuragi and Shinji, and they just do this weird angle mm-hmm. where you get like what is basically an upskirt in Katsuragi, and then Shinji, no, her face, whatever she's doing, does not matter. You just get this weird upskirt, and then Shinji in the the profile, and then mm-hmm. when you're in her apartment, you get so many different just. Why did you have to? Sh- There's this one where she's leaning over onto his food, and they show an angle where, like, you just see like the the silhouette of her boobs on top of his food. Yeah, and Shinji's just like so scared the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Come on, guys, yeah. Jesus!" I I think it's emulating the the mindset of a 14 year old boy in a situation. True, you know? he's true. got this uh, older As woman ben just proved care of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Ben, I've gone through three stages of my life. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Then I was like in college and all that. I was like, eh, come on guys, a little bit much. Now I'm back to hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds yeah. me of when I was a kid and I first started watching like the first few episodes of Naruto and he did that jutsu where he turned into the naked lady. It's like that uh, that yeah. did things to me. It's like I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. You know, yeah. but so if I would have saw this when I was a kid, I would have lost my shit. But nowadays, it's just like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when Misato's in the ba- in the bathtub, you're just like, man, we're really going for it, aren't we? Here, I mean, it's like I'm not sure what. There's probably a term for it in film. Maybe Ben will know where they show as far as they can until the nipple. Mm-hmm. There's like just like as soon as the areola would be visible, they stop. That's that is the limit right there. Yeah. Ben, what's the film term for this? I don't think there is one. I think okay. there needs to be one. There it's time be. to coin mm-hmm. it. The titty limit. Yeah. <laughs> the titty yeah. limit. <laughs> How much titty can you show? It's like ass, you know? Yeah. How much yeah. ass can you show? Everything but the hole, apparently. Yeah, in the PG-13 movie, you can only show approximately 47% of boobage. <laughs> and then you can only I, show I, like I the it. outer circumference of the areola by like a couple of centimeters. There we go. We'll, we'll work on this. Question. We'll present this to like Steven Spielberg or somebody. Yeah. I don't have a question, Ben. Since you're coming into this cold, how about that penguin? When you saw that penguin, what did you think? I was like, where did this come from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nowhere in the show was I expecting there to be. I mean, I, I don't know much about this penguin. Obviously, it's just, it, I guess it's a regular penguin. I don't know. Oh, you've learned all you're going to learn, my friend. Okay, they don't, yeah. they don't expand on the penguin. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Katsuragi's apartment is basically a different show. Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, they, they, they filmed something com- or drew something completely different for that part of the show, mm-hmm. and everything else was nerve was different. Yeah. yeah. It's such a such like whiplash going back and forth from like seeing Katsuragi at home versus seeing her at work, which is what I even though like they are like doing all these like weird horny camera angles and everything with her, I do really appreciate how multi-layered her character is. She's not just like a ditz or anything. When she's at work, she's 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 on point. She's serious. But then at home, yeah. you know, she's just she drinks 40 cans of beer every <laughs> single night and then sleeps until like 1 p.m. Yet somehow yeah. gets to work and actually manages to do her job effectively. So I really like how I really like how multifaceted she is. Yeah. And she's not just like portrayed as just this drunk dits throughout the entire show. Yeah. She means business and I appreciated that. One more question, Ben. Um before we get there, we see a scene in a dark boardroom with Gendo talking to all these guys at like multicolored, you know, uh, computer stations or whatever. Yeah. And they're talking about all kinds of nonsense that doesn't make any goddamn sense at all to you, I assume. But at one point, they tell Gendo that his his main priority is the Human Instrumentality Project. What what do you think that is? Just just so far, the Human what mentality? Instrumentality. instrumentality the Human Instrumentality Project. Uh, hmm. I definitely feel like we. I definitely feel like that may lead to like some human kaiju hybrids or something like that. In the future, uh, I, I, I I don't really know. Like a lot of this is gonna, I feel like a lot of this is just gonna come as a surprise to me because I'm trying not to go get go ahead to, I'm not trying to get ahead too much. Like I'm already like 12 episodes in, but I still feel like I don't know anything. I just know a few more characters. Ben's like, I don't want to get too far ahead. I just watched quadruple as many episodes as I was asked. <laughs> I got, I was, I was into it, man. I'm like, okay, hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I was into it. So, yeah. but I will say that 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 did get me on a uh, anime uh kick. So Uh-oh. to try to hold me over, I got a Crunchyroll account. And whoa, yeah, oh shit. Well, right now just the free one. I'm watching the original Dragon Ball. 
I'm starting. I'm start. Hey. I'm starting with what I'm familiar with first, and then we'll. I want to. I want to. I want to start Chainsaw Man, but that you got to um, get like premium subscription for that. So there's a proponent of that show on the call. Chainsaw Man mm. fucking rules, and it's our. Um, it's only 13 episodes right now, so that seems like something to easily catch up on. Yeah. I read um, the entire manga in one day. Wow, that's how good it is. Wow. But you um, did. You mentioned the um, the boardroom that Gendo is in, and it's so cool because like what is happening in that room is a virtual meeting, like a like a virtual. And isn't it so cool that like that's what a virtual meeting looks like in that world? And for us, it's a bunch of people on what we're doing right now. A bunch of people on like Zoom or Discord, just in their bedrooms. But these guys are at these like colorful workstations that are just like hologram up in the other guy's room and there's still there's still like a whole production to it and you have to have a whole room just for that. Mm-hmm. It looks so cool. Yeah. Also one guy just randomly has a cyber face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never explained. We don't see any other cybernetics, just cyber face yep. on this one dude. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> there's there's sometimes you know, when you're seeing world building, whether you know sci fi fantasy, whatever, you're like, I wanna know I wanna know what's hap- what's going on there and sometimes the world building is just like here's something it's a part of the world now shut the fuck up and look at everything else <laughs> mm-hmm. and i love that when it's just like yep yeah, there's cyberface you want to know more fuck you okay <laughs> we got other things to deal with right now cyberface is the least of your concerns is there more in- is think- there more in the manga there isn't a manga what <laughs> i just want to say there is a manga oh, there that is- came out for the show it came out um, it came out after that's the big yeah, that's okay. a very important part about this show okay I don't say the plot, just to say the central plot, the secret, the deep lore mystery of what in the goddamn fuck anything means in this mo- in this whole show is explained in the instruction manual to a PS2 game that yes. only came out in Japan. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, and yeah, that is that is something that should be mentioned is that pretty much every anime ever is, you know, a manga that is then turned into animation. But this is one of the rare exceptions where. Yeah. They just made a show because they wanted to make a show. And later they made a manga just so people could have a manga. But it was a show completely through and through originally, which is interesting. And I, I really, I, I, I kind of, maybe for the next episodes, I'll read up more on like how that, like why why was that just the weird exception for the show? Or ha- maybe that culture hadn't been established just yet. So they were just, people were doing whatever they wanted. But it's, it's, just, it's very interesting to me that that was, it was one of the rare exceptions. And it's also one of the very exceptional, you know, pieces of medium. So, mm-hmm. Cool, Remember how back in the day we were obsessed with novelizing every single movie that came out for some reason? Yeah. This is the opposite of that, where they, yeah. they, they, they TV advise every manga that comes out, basically. Well, most of them. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a fun. I remember, I remember that going into, like, Walmart, and you would find the novelization of, like, Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yes. And you're like, who needs this? They still do that a little bit. I was at Books They do. I was at Books Million the other day, and I saw the novelization for Halloween Ends. So that is fascinating. Yeah. And I was flipping through it to see how accurate it was and just seeing how they describe certain moments in the book from the movie. It, it was it, it was interesting. But then again, I think there's always a book for Halloween, even dating back to the first one. They novelized the mask. <laughs> Did they novelize Son of the Mask? Oh, my God. I hope so. That's a good question. Uh, it's 400 pages. A lot of lore. A lot of lore they got to come. A lot of lore. A lot of lore they got to come. It's it's all of Norse mythology and then 10 pages of (laughs) Jamie Kennedy stuff. (laughs) Trying to fit the mask in there somehow. At this point, though, we flash back to the fight where Shinji fought against Sashiel, by the way, his name of the first angel in the show. Um, and we see the, 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 uh, what transpired. Now, what happened there, folks? It was pretty wild. Uh, basically, the uh, Ava went berserk and started operating on its own accord and uh, beat the shit out of this angel. Uh, which, yeah, which, and it even opened up the what's the AT field they call it on the show, right? Yeah, is yeah, what it's called AT field. He just it fucking pulled, which is basically a defensive mechanism that the angels have that the Avas can't get around. But what? It got around it. Fucking tears that shit open. And then just beats the fuck out of this angel. Which, by the way, people who are maybe trying to watch along, the monsters are called angels in this show, and there's a bunch of crosses everywhere. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Don't read into it, because it doesn't matter. It's just incredibly funny. 
Literally, Anno just took Christian words and just made them into things. <laughs> Did not get like at one point it shoots a beam and it turns into a cross. There's a reason for that. That yeah. just happens. Don't think too hard about it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to make it into a thing. It's not. Yeah. And uh, it was this moment that I was alluding to earlier that reminded me of something that happened in a Godzilla movie that came out after it, which is Godzilla against Mechagodzilla from 2002, the one where they take the bones of the original Godzilla from 1954 and they use it as the exoskeleton for the new Mechagodzilla that they call Kiru. And at some point during the fight against Godzilla, it malfunctions and the DNA from the bone somehow merges with with Mechagodzilla and it takes over the spirit of the original Godzilla is now running Mechagodzilla just going on a rampage just destroying buildings and things and that that whole session kind of reminded me of what happened here in Evangelion God, the Godzilla movies hold roll. on to that mm-hmm. hold on to that <laughs> okay. hold, cool as shit hold, hold that thought in your mind mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah, so at this point he beat he kills it and then it explodes. Uh, and I'm like, man, Tokyo three, uh, strong ass city apparently to survive this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we we do see I think in episode one right we see the geo front or no episode two we see the geo front right mm-hmm. where he they go they go underground and she see we see the whole city you come up or whatever. City comes up, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Oh. Which is cool. There's like a whole whole ass city. That's dope. Yeah. By the way, the animation in this show is old school and it looks rough and beautiful. I it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so you don't see it anymore. They don't make it's like anytime anymore. you're on YouTube and you see one of those like three hour lo-fi anime vibes video, the vibe video they're showing you is always some shit that looks like this. Yeah, always because it looks so fucking good. Yeah, and you get you see the film grain and everything with it. It just it, it looks yeah. great. It, it's so, it's so beautiful. At the end of the episode, was a scene that I forgot happened. Like my mind just totally forgot the scene, which is when the helmet falls off of Ava Unit O One. Yeah, and you see it fucking grow a goddamn eyeball. Yeah, yeah. And Shinji shits himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's so scared. Yeah. Really driving home the fact that these are actually biological beings and not giant robots, which is easy yeah. to forget. Yeah, but is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like there's more coming with that. But as soon as I saw that, I'm like. I don't know to what extent this is, but there is definitely something living underneath the metal. I don't know if they've taken kaiju and they've put and they've encased it in like metal casings or if they've somehow created a living organism underneath it. I don't know, but something is alive underneath all that metal. Man, these are great questions. <laughs> yes. You're you're on the right track. <laughs> they will not be answered in the show. Okay. No, 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 no. You, you can surmise your own answers. From the show. Okay. I, I will consult the, 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 the oracles of the deep lore, and I'll let you know what, what the answers are to these things. I know them, yeah. and they're crazy. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, that point, we, we go to episode three, which yes. is titled uh, The Silent Phone. Um, we probably, in case you haven't noticed, the titles are different. The titles the are Netflix different. The Netflix title, because the Netflix weirdly went back and used the original Japanese titles, but the ones you see in those those screens are the English, trans, English titles, which are not the same at all. Yeah, yeah. From back in 90, uh, whatever. Also, I gotta call out how dope it is that the title card doesn't even go out till halfway through every episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then there's always that... Episode three. There's always that piece of okay. uh, Japanese text that comes out. They don't even bother to translate it. Yeah, I have no idea like, what it, here's some text. I have no idea what it's saying, but I, I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> Might say fuck Ben or something. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three starts off with Misato getting a phone call in bed. We hear her sleepy voice. And this really just sells you on goddamn Shinji is a fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody calls him. Mm-hmm. He's 14 and it's 97. All right, let's fucking calm down. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very funny. They're just like, God, is he really, does he really suck that much? <laughs> she, she's like, calm down. He's just a kid. Come on. Yeah. Also, I do want to point out that when Katsuragi first mentions that Shinji lives with her, she makes it clear that she would not do anything weird with a 14-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, what, Ritsuko? What's the other one's name? Ritsuko, yeah. Yeah, she's just like, why would you? I wasn't even thinking about that. Why would you say <laughs> why that? Why would you even say that? <laughs> Your Honor? Um, no, it's like... <laughs> She hits on him in episode one, and there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of vibes here where 
It's like, man, is Misato just kind of like fucking with Shinji a little bit, or is he imagining it? And is is like, he, is this his interpretation of the events that are transpiring? Mm-hmm. It's like a mix of both, I think. Uh, yeah, Misato, as we'll find out, is not totally well. Yeah. Although yeah. I think you may have gathered that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, also, they talk about the hedgehog dilemma. Remember this? The hedgehog yeah. dilemma? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Where Ben you know. Ben knows, the real heads know. Seth is looking confused as hell. Yeah. Yeah, no. Where like like two hedgehogs they, they can't get too close to each other because they're just gonna prick each other and hurt each other. So they're always yeah. they always keep people at a, like an uh like people like them at a considerable distance or something like that. Yeah. I want you to know, Ben, that is the central thesis of this television program. Just just that hedgehog dilemma is the central idea. Mm-hmm. And earlier in episode two, you heard a mention an AT field. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Just keep keep those two, that initials AT, and I can't wait for you to learn what they are. Okay. And so Moving we also on. meet some oh, more important ahead. characters in the episode, um, where we meet his classmates. Um, this is where we meet um, I- Ida... Ida? Ida, right? Ida? Sure. Is that how you say it? Ida? Mm-hmm. And then, um, Coolio. Coolio. Oh. Um, <laughs> Coolio. Coolio, yes. Yeah. Coolio I've, al- I've always called him Coolio. I'm not sure if I've ever told you this. I've just called him, because he's, we bought this thing, he's supposed to be the cool kid. Yeah. So I'm just like, Coolio. But he's also very... I feel that's the vibe, like, the the design and everything. He looks like, the, in the American show, he would be, like, the guy who comes in and he's like, get over here, get out, nerd, because he's so cool. <laughs> There's Shinji's yeah. uh, Joey and Tristan. Yes, yes, Ben gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and basically it's funny because there's, like, there's, like, five kids in this class of, like, 30, and they're, like, where'd everybody go? Like, they all left because fucking giant monsters attacked the goddamn town, <laughs> dummy. We're the, we're the idiots who stayed. Mm-hmm. Wait a second, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go real back for a second, real quick sure. for you, Ben. Why do you think the angel came to, to Tokyo 3? Mm, Good question. I mean, it seems like they all of them, whenever they come in, they know where that central base is, and it feels like they're all mm-hmm. trying to get to it. So I feel like okay. uh, so I feel like this organization has done something before the events of the show to to like you know somehow uh, trigger these monsters and they're like all right we know where you are we're coming for all of you and it's they always know where they are like they're targeting them specifically not just going on a random rampage through the city so obviously they did something to these creatures to these angels before the events of the show and now they're they're having to fend them off. That's what I'm thinking right now. Damn. That maybe Ben right, is astute. That may, maybe at the end of it is going to be like a maybe we weren't the heroes all along or something like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting you oh, think they're heroes now. The, <laughs> yeah, I use that term loosely. <laughs> yeah. So also in this school scene, they explain to you the backstory finally of the second impact mm-hmm. and how that whole thing transpired, which was a very small meteor traveling very fucking fast, hit the South pole and destroyed Antarctica and the world was forever changed by this. And we see one of my favorite parts for the way of Evangelion entirely, which is the chunky ass nineties era com- technology. Those laptops, yeah. you could kill a man with those things. <laughs> all the laptops and all the interfaces inside of the nerve headquarters. Oh my, they all like whenever they're the Ava is like, losing connectivity you, there's like a visual of like these two diodes like breaking apart mm-hmm. and like oh no we don't have control of this one anymore it broke apart mm-hmm. it's like whereas these days it would maybe be a little toggle or just like a little message and but it's just so cool like the way they envision computers to look back then mm-hmm. it was awesome yeah it was so cool Every, everything is so tactile and it yes. feels big and chunky and like you can see it you know yeah. Hey, just these, these, these laptops, I love them because, like, your current day MacBook, I break it by accident. Mm-hmm. If you hit me this thing, I would probably die. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's how laptops should look. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids are all, like, passing notes, basically, but on the computer, sort of thing. Yeah. And they ask Shinji if he's the Evangelion pilot or the robot pilot. He's like, Yeah, of course I am. And then they're like, And, they're, oh they're my just, God. and they all flock And to then them. there's the, the class president girl. What's her name? I forget. Class rep? Yeah. They don't say her name. Oh, they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the whole thing is they never say her name. But she's like a goody two shoes, and she's like, "Everybody, listen up!" And they're just like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> the kids don't care. 
<laughs> and the teacher drolls on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even worry about the distraction. Yeah, his like back is to the window. He has no yeah. idea. He's just looking out, like giving this huge lecture about history or something, and no one cares. <laughs> By the way, just real quick, since you guys aren't really that big into anime, does the class rep stuff mean anything to you? Do you understand the concept? Uh, I mean, I've I've heard, I've, I know of like boarding schools in like India and stuff, and like I've even played, I've played some like JRPGs, like where it's at in okay. high schools so where you have that kind of stuff. So I get it. It is still kind of weird for us to have this in America to think of like a class rep, but I I get the concept. Mm-hmm. Ben, were you familiar with it? Uh, not. <laughs> Not really. Like, I mean, I know we have, like, I know, like, it would probably be the equivalent of, like, a teacher's pet or something in there where, like, when teacher's not there, they feel like... It's like, what if teacher's pets were official? Yeah, basically. pretty much. Yes. An elected position. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we have elected our teacher's pet. Like, if your class president um, just had that ability to take out, to assume control if the teacher was not ple- present in the classroom, I guess that would just kind of be the American equivalent. Yeah, I would I would say also keep an eye on all these background characters, the class rep, Ida, Toji, all these people are going to be a thing like they're they're they, they, they follow through into the, in, throughout the entire history of Evangelions. They'll they'll continue to be a thing. Yeah. Also, just keep in mind that the second impact happened 15 years ago and Shinji is 14. And so is everybody else in his class. Mm-hmm. So just keep, yeah. keep in mind certain dates and times. Yeah. So it's like being born after 9-11 kind of like yeah. for, yes. as far as American culture goes. Well, it didn't happen, I don't think. I don't think anybody went more from 9-11. That's not true. Smith, I got bad news for you. (laughs) It happened like a year ago, right? (laughs) Yeah, Smith, I I got something. Yeah, it's 2002 right now. Oh, no. I know. Um, When I meet someone who's born in 2002, I'm just like, you you have no idea. You just don't, you don't know. You don't get it. Have y'all seen that weird thing where people were talking about, like, how high school in the 2000s must have been so chill? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all seen that? They were like, oh, look how chill it was and cool it was. And I'm like, it was not, dog. It was not. Mm -mm. No. It wasn't it, it was, was not cool. It was weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Anyways, back to yeah. the show. Back to the show. Where are we Shinji at? Shinji once again gets shit kicked out of him by a yes. person yeah. this time. <laughs> this time a, a a guy because uh Toji's little sister was in the was injured in the attack the other night. Once he finds out that Shinji was piloting it, he knocks him out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Shinji Tries to save himself by being like, hey, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then, bam. <laughs> one, one more punch for that comment. Mm-hmm. But I'm over, I'm just like, you got to have so much sympathy for Shinji because he's being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Shinji does not want to do this stuff. Mm-mm. And he still gets punched for it. So this is where um, the second angel shows up with, actually, just want to point out, it's actually the fourth angel, but whatever. Um, we'll get into that later. The second angel shows up. Um, this one's name is Shamshell. <laughs> of course. Again, also a an actual angel from the Bible. Um, this is a little weirder than the last one. Yeah, this one looks more like kind of like a a squid kind of at first mm-hmm. when it's like going about its shit. Um. So yeah, now Shinji's got to fight this one, obviously. Um, but Toji and Ida want to get, or Ida is like a filmmaker. He's like, you know, that guy who always has a camera. He's like, I want to get up there. I want to film the real action. So they go and watch, um, they go and watch the fight and they get introduced to what I can only assume is the most advanced weapon in the history of technology, the progressive knife. (laughs) Now we ask ourselves guys. What makes it a progressive knife? Is it that as you stab something, it goes farther and farther in, progressing? Because that's what all knives do. Is it because it gets sharp at the end? Because that's what tons of knives do. Smith, what makes it a progressive knife? It's progressive because it vibrates, and the vibration draws the knife in further and further, even when you can't push it further anymore. Mm physically separates the object in front of itself. Ah, amazing. So yeah, Seth, it does what a knife does, but more. Yeah. It's like if you hit a knife against a table and it stabs them. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, I've always loved out. the progressive knife. When as soon as oh, yeah. he said progressive knife, I'm like, 
I gotta see what this thing is. And it's it, it's funny because even by big monster standards, it's just kind of like a little knife. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was like, shouldn't the blade be just a little bigger? <laughs> it's just like a little, almost like, like smaller than a dagger, basically. It just kind of like yeah. goes right in. <laughs> the, the progressive knife should be the nickname of like a, a pro Bernie pro wrestler. You know, like he comes out there like LGBT the progressive you know, knife. speedos and is like, all right, that's me, the progressive knife. Um, also, uh, uh, Shamshil, the actual angel from the Bible, I'll point out this out because I'm, I'm going to start doing this from now okay. on, um, sure. it was, whose name translates from uh, Hebrew at, to God is my son, mm. uh, was the 16th watcher of the 20 leaders, of the 200 fallen angels mentioned in the book of Enoch. And yeah. Hmm. They all like this voice. It's all like this. But again, has nothing to do with what you see in the show. So don't even worry about this. That's amazing. So Anna really did just do a bunch of research mm. and just put it on screen. Got it. Yeah. No um, respect for this for what any of it meant. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like one of the next the next villains, his name is like Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's like, this guy sounded good. This guy sounded like a real good villain. There's actually a um a an animator that that they fight Jesus at a certain point. Um like it's, it's the, the ranking of gods or something like this. And it's like Odin and Thor and like Zeus and shit. And then also another Jesus Christ is there, and he has to fight in the tournament. That should That's that nice. should be the next God of War. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. Let's take on yeah, Christianity now. I know we faced a lot of pantheons. There's only so many left. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll probably do something boring. Like like it's not boring, but. I would do Egypt or whatever. They, they, yeah, they kind of touched on it in the uh, gra- in the graphic novel series that tied God of War three and the twenty eighteen game together, but not enough to where we can just ignore it entirely. Interesting. Yeah, Wait, what did they touch cool. on? Hmm? What what do they what do they touch on in that? Uh, the it, the Egyptian gods. Okay. Oh, I thought you were saying they touched on like Jesus and the. Christian oh no 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 no, no not yet not yet okay. I hope they do. Okay. I want to see Kratos kill the Holy Ghost. Let's do this. Yeah. I want a fight where you have to go through all 12 wise men. That'd be good. <laughs> you, mean the, you mean the apostles? Yeah. Saint Pe- the 12 Kratos versus Saint Peter. Seth, you literally just fucking pulled some NGE stuff into your own goddamn belief because the 12 wise men's council is in this fucking show. Yes. That's amazing. Um, but also in this t- in this scene, we've learned that shitty kids will always be shitty kids because those two guys plan to sneak out to go watch the giant monster fight, which of course they would. Yes, and so during the fight, when they get introduced to the progressive knife because they have to be brought into his what do they call it? Human capsule, life capsule. The um oh god, not the insertion pod. It's got a name. Something I can't think of it right capsule. now. Capsule. So they get in there with Shinji, and then they watch it as he basically like loses consciousness and entry plug back. entry plug entry plug and then he has to take the progressive knife and sh- and they're like they're like shinji you have to just back out you have to stop and shinji's like nah motherfucker and, he goes <laughs> in and just just destroys this thing um with the amazing progressive knife and it reminds me so much of the scene you guys have all we've all seen pacific rim mm-hmm. it reminds me so much of like how everything in that movie is such a big struggle. Because, you know, you're fighting these big monsters. They're very powerful. And all of a sudden, they're just like, I guess we'll use the sword, right? <laughs> and he pulls out the sword and immediately just cuts everything in half. And it's just like, why aren't we using the sword sooner? The progressive yeah. knife should be on your person at all times. Yeah. Or on your Ava at all times. Yeah, just everyone wants to see how far they can get before they need to pull it out. They, it's a, it's yeah. a pride thing with them. It's like, why'd you go grab a giant boat and hit a monster with it? Just cut it apart with your fucking sword installed in you already. Yeah, it just, it just conveniently comes right out of your wrist and it cuts through anything? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> My question, by the way, real quick. First of all, Sam Shell has some sick-ass laser whips. Those are pretty yeah, neat. dope. Also, the giant rifle, who built it and who tested it? Is what I want. Is the questions that I have about the giant fucking gun. Mm-hmm. It's another time when it would be so nice to see a bunch of rednecks in this scenario. <laughs> and they'd be like, you built a gun? How big? <laughs> oh my god! Can you just imagine being the factory workers who are like, wait, what? Frank, what the fuck are we building? Is this a giant assault rifle? Yeah. There's one guy who's just holding a big metal panel. He's like, what, what, what part is this? And it's just like the, the part right above the trigger. And he's like, well, this thing's yeah. bigger than my house. What are you talking about? <laughs> Because it's just a, it's just a big ass gun, yeah. and it's uh, it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. 
because they do sometimes talk in episodes about like the budgetary restriction and all that of the money side of things. I'm like, can you imagine this the line item for giant assault rifle? Yeah, like, it's like we what? Need it, don't worry. Yeah, it's like we're having budgetary constraints. This year we only have forty seven trillion dollars, whereas last year we had fifty trillion dollars. <laughs> oh no! It's like the, each one of these things has to cost like a trillion on its own. Mm-hmm. Like they're so big. Mm-hmm. What does a single bullet cost for that gun? <laughs> I thought about that today. I'm like, what do these cartridges look like? <laughs> also, the the gun does fuck all. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's the, the Once again, nobody learns their lesson. You don't need to use a gun against these things. It does not help. He shoots, like, enough bullets, like, more bullets than there are, like, in terms of weight than people in, like, Boston get fired at this thing. And yeah. there's nothing to it. Yep. It's crazy. They're um, huge bullets. You can uh, almost like trace around. You can see them when they go off. They look so cool, but yeah, completely worthless in this fight. Also, the power cable is called the umbilical cord. That, that yes. makes sense. Which, yeah, once again, take notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, have and then the, the hu- rip them up when you're done because they don't okay. matter. <laughs> the meat that's, that's displayed under the under the armor on the hand. That's like you see the human meat under there, or the the, the monster mm-hmm. meat. Also, who watched the dub? What? Uh, we, we, we both watched watch the dub. We all y'all watch the dub. How about the voice actor for Shinji's feral ass fucking scream? So good. While using the <laughs> so knife. So good. I love it. I love that actor went ham. Mm-hmm. He he really did. Yeah, that it was amazing. That's one of my favorite parts about modern English dubs is when people get to come back in and try it again. And like their screams tend to sound more feral with new dubs than they did back in the day. Because when they did a Dragon Ball Z Kai. And uh, they brought in Sean Sheshmal or whatever his name is to redo Goku. Yeah. Like some of his screams, like in the Frieza fight, were more like that. They were more feral, and it was it was scary. And I'm just, I appreciate this. It feels good. Yeah, I agree. That that was really really fun. That was the part where I was watching them um, by myself for a while, and then during the end of the episode, um, my wife came and sat with me, and she heard those screams. She was and she just she's on her phone. She looks up. She's like. <laughs> What's going on? I'm like the most amazing thing ever. Shinji's going ham. Yeah. Also, at the end of the episode, the angel doesn't explode. And my question oh. is, so what happens to that big old fucking corpse? It's just sitting there. It's like Shin Godzilla is going to sit there forever. <laughs> Sell tickets. Yeah. Look at this big yeah. thing. Because mm-hmm. it's absolutely fucking. It's fucking dead. But I'm like, so do y'all have like a guy that you call <laughs> that comes and takes just it away? Just one guy. They have like the. What's the name of the guy from Pulp Fiction? The Coyote? The Wolf. The Wolf, yeah. He, one guy in a freaking Corvette comes up. He's like, all right, give me, give me 15 minutes. (laughs) You call that, you call, you call that guy from John Wick. You give him one little gold coin and he's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I can do this. (laughs) And then the the show, the episode ends with Shinji getting a pity phone call. Mm -hmm. uh, Finally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because here's the thing. The thing that I really love about Evangelion is it is a show that's about these big monsters and these big robots slash, bio- slash you know, uh, beings that are fight them. But that doesn't, none of that actually matters. The show is about a man who has depression. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, it drives it home whenever it can. And it's, it's just amazing that those two things are in the same product. Mm-hmm. The show should be called, man, people are fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, the show code should be called, fuck you, Shinji, the <laughs> bitch, bitch made motherfucker. <laughs> he really does have like Charlie Brown energy. Yes. <laughs> this is anime Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at, Ben, this is amazing. A boy named Shinji Akari. Exactly. It's like, what if Charlie Brown, but it's only the scenes where she's pulling the football <laughs> off from under it. it. It's only those scenes. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally he screams and eats a fucking giant monster. Yeah. yeah. We don't know. One thing Charlie Brown was missing. Yeah. I will say this, Seth. You have chosen the true best way to break up this uh, this watch because if we watch three episodes at a time, we end up with the last two episodes being all by themselves. And that is what you really want to see. Yes. Those two have because, you watched. And this back. is something that I want to um, make sure that Ben knows. Ben, whatever you do. You can watch ahead a little bit, but do not watch the last two before we're there. And do not, because when you watch the last two, you're going to have some questions. 
Do not look up any answers to those questions. Okay. We will we will let you know okay. because it is one of the most hilarious hilarious and weird things to ever happen in filmed drawn media ever. And it was I'm sad because it was actually the first thing I ever saw from the show was the last 2 minutes of the last episode with along with an explanation of why it was like that. And I wish I didn't have it that way. I kind of wish I would have done it this mm-hmm. way. So that's all we ask of you. Okay. When you get there, watch it. Have all the questions you want. And we'll let you know. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, those are the first three episodes of Evangelion. And just real quick, uh, so Ben, if you can, if you can like cast your mind back to having just seen these three episodes, so far, what do you think? Yeah, where's the needle at in your mind? Uh. Hmm. That that's a, that's a loaded question. Uh, it, it is, my first thought is, wow, this is good. I know we said three episodes, but I think I'm going to watch one more and then one more and then one more. It's very easy to sit down and just watch, which I really appreciate. And also the fact that apparently it's only like 26 episodes and then a bunch of movies or something afterwards. Like, like it's, it's very easy to like get caught up in and sit down and watch. But yeah, I really, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, I really enjoy how just how deep the story is so far like you said it's there's monsters and shit but it's mainly about a dude dealing with depression isolation loneliness lack of a father figure in their life and just like just the general awkwardness of being a 14 year old boy in japan who has had this ginormous task placed upon them not even you know not even on their own accord just something that they've kind of been forced into and now he's in this whole different world that he's trying to get used to and getting used to all these different characters. And it's, it's fascinating. It's uh, it, it, it's it's great stuff. And I can already see from the first three episodes how many things that have come after it that were influenced by Evangelion. And not only that, but like we've talked about the animation and just like the cinematography, but the score, just the music is incredible too. Because yeah. as we talked about the Shin Godzilla episode... I knew that there were parts of the score that were borrowed from Evangelion because the person who did the score for Evangelion also did the score for Shin Godzilla. I didn't know which part. So as soon as I heard the boom, 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 I'm like, I hear that all the the time. But that's part of my like intro video for my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Stephen Powell. So like I hear that I'm hearing that all the time. I didn't know that that specific part came from Evangelion. And then I'm also hearing other music hits in the show. And it's like, I've heard this before, but on like a random TikTok or something, you know? Yeah. And like in the ba- in the background of YouTube videos, I didn't know it was Evangelion related. So I'm already seeing within these first three episodes how influential this anime really is. And like the characters are fascinating. And it's just, it's a great story overall uh, to the point where... I'm just. I just want to. I want to keep watching. I want to know more. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I think it has that effect. I think when I first watched the show, I kind of just tore through it as well because it's it's very very it's just crazy and very interesting how they how it all boils down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Evangelion is the deconstruction of the mecha genre, um, and then that continues until Rebuild, in which you will see the reconstruction of the the mecha genre. Which is actually just a continuation of a, of a of an earlier reconstruction that happened in Gurren Lagann, which took the whole broken down thing and was like, you know what, let's build it back up, baby. We're going, we're going, we're going to redo mm-hmm. it from the from the yeah. from the floor up. And you know what, Ben, if you like this enough, we might have to tack a Gurren Lagann podcast on the on the okay. end because gonna say, sweet, that's that my favorite actually, anime. How long is that one? It is, it is a. It's the same length, like twenty six oh. episodes or twenty seven. Oh, per four, I believe. Twenty four, a shorter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's one of the best lengths of a show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so might have to do that because that show fucking rules. And it and yeah, it bo- it just borrows. So not only borrows, but it's almost like a it's in conversation. People use that term a lot. It's in conversation with Evangelion in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Um, so yeah, okay, because the same studio too, Ga- yeah. Gainax, not Anno, but the same studio was like, hey, let's let's do the more yeah. mecha anime. It's like imagine a mecha anime, but this time it's gonna be fun yeah. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be a good time yeah. and not that much of a bummer yeah. um, uh, people will still struggle with their problems but they'll overcome them in in, in fun ways mm-hmm. yeah well that's that's but nice yeah. that's nice but also just just one more question like you don't have to go into too sure. deep i haven't looked too much into this but are the evangelion movies that come out after this are they just a retelling of the series 
We'll see y'all next time. Okay. On... Yep. See you next week. Millennial <laughs> <The> podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I have been Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the things that I write on indistinct-chatter.io. Uh, you can find me on almost any social media platform at the Ben Powell, uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Ben Powell. Still playing through uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, having a lot of fun with that and, uh, watching this show. That's all. That's all I'm doing. Well, I'm trying to keep nice. getting that, keep from getting ahead of myself. But yeah, yeah. Um. So we have uh. Stop trying to solve our problems. We're going to outlive them. Fuck Gendo. <laughs> I did it out of order because the first one was supposed to be you can leave the horse water, but you can't even get under it. And from New Orleans all the way to Tokyo three. <laughs> This has been the Alinos Podcast, baby. We're out.